0: Hey guys, I'm super excited here at the Mind Power podcast. I have my guest, Justin Ritzkovian. I, you know what, I really have a hard time pronouncing your first name. I thought my my last, not your first name, your last name. I thought my last name was difficult, but yours really it for me so I can I can really get oh, it.
1: Oh yeah, you do a good job. Uh, it's
0: Ritzkovian. So. Ritzkovian. Yeah, Ritzkovian. So you actually started with an R, right? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I was looking at your resume as a hockey athlete. Uh, listen, I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to get you shot. It is ridiculous how impressive your resume is. I mean, I can't, I can't be, I don't even know where to start. I'm going to throw a few things yeah, out there sure. without getting you too embarrassed. But you know what? In uh, in 2023, you were like a defensive forward of the, of the season. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Um, player of the month, second All-Star team. I mean, it really just goes on. Rookie of the team in 2022, regular season champ. Yeah. I mean, your resume just keeps stacking up. All-Star, most assists. Most points, MVP, tell me when to stop. I really don't know. I, I mean, I think I'm going to do a whole different section on just his, um, his accomplishments. But today, uh, Justin, first of all, thank you for joining us today, right? Of course. But I really wanted to go uh, to the man behind the man. I really wanted to know about you because you're kind of an intriguing athlete. You really are. You haven't gotten to where you want to be at yet. You're on your way there. You're on the journey, right? Yep but you really are crossing off all the T's and dotting all the I's, okay. from what I can hear. You know, I was, uh, uh, last night, I, I hit up a few of my friends in the hockey community that know of you. They've yeah. seen you seen when, since when you were younger. And I asked them, I said, uh, if I mention the name Justin Ruskovin, what comes to mind? And It always starts with, wow, Justin, you're interviewing <laughs> Justin. And one guy said to me, the hardest working athlete I have ever seen. That's how you were described. Talk talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, well first thanks for having me on. I appreciate Pleasure. it. And all those compliments. It's a <laughs> it's a lot. I told you you'd
0: be blushing that yeah. start.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh when when people talk about you that way, it's I mean, it's flattering, you know. Um mm-hmm. you wanna be remembered for, for those things, you know. A lot of a lot of what I do is for the respect of my peers and, mm-hmm. you know, the people I, I go to work with every day. And to be known as a hard worker, mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that's been instilled in me since I was since I was a kid and um you know, starting from my parents and, um, you know, it's something I take pride in every day and stuff. And I've just keeps, keeps growing and growing as I've gotten <laughs> older. So that's I impressive.
0: It. So, you know, when they say hard worker, you know, I really want to get to the nitty gritty. You know, our parents tell us hard work gets you where you want to get to, yeah. right? Have you found that to be the case for you? Have you, because you've always been a hard worker, but has it always got you to where you want to get?
1: To? I truly believe it has, you know, um, I've always believed in myself and that the hard work, hard work will pay off, you know, eventually some way, somehow, you know, it's not always going to be linear. It's not going to be straight up. It's not going to be, you work hard, you're going to score the next game or <laughs> things are just going to fall on your lap. You know, it's always a, uh, it's always a rocky road, but you just got to be able to stick with it and trust it. And uh, I feel like it's gotten me in a great position now. And uh, honestly, like when, when the going gets tough or I don't know what to do, I mean, mm my first instinct is to just put my head down, go back to work, you know? And like, it's, it's gotten me to where I wanna be so far, so I just gotta keep going
0: with it. So talent is not mm-hmm. enough?
1: No, I really <laughs> don't think so. I mean, some people, some people for yes, like some yeah. people don't have to work as hard, you know? They, right. have, they have natural talents and, you know, but um, I truly believe that to maximize your full potential, you just gotta put in, put in more, you Absolutely.
0: know? Absolutely, um, the way I see it, I'm glad you said that to maximize your full potential because there's some people with talent, right? Yeah. And But when things get really tough, where do they go to? Yeah. When talent meets talent, yeah. talent is no longer enough, is it? When you're in a room full of talented athletes yeah. and you're being competitive, at some point, you've got to be able to reach down deep, wouldn't you say that?
1: For sure, I mean, it's something you see the more and more you get older. Um, it's crazy, like, you'll see people in professional sports, they'll talk about uh, their diet and they're eating, like, uh, candy candy bears <laughs> and stuff and all that, and you're like, How, how's he so good, you know? Yeah. But, and sometimes for a guy like me who's you know always always had to do a little more do little extra it's like how's that guy you know having so much success but mm-hmm. it's i truly believe that like if they they did more they applied more they'd be at an even greater level you wow. know so you know i think like I, i'm not jealous of someone yeah. for that you know it's just the way things have to be done and mm-hmm. you know you just have to accept that you just it's you against you at the end of the day
0: absolutely you can You cannot outperform your whole mindset and what you think of yourself, right? You know, I know there's probably a lot of kids that play hockey watching this right now. And some kids that are very talented, they haven't always had the best experience. So I want to touch on that, especially when you mentioned about you being a guy that has to do a little bit more just to be on the same power as everybody else that is somewhat talented, but you find it's more talented than you. Can you take me back to your experience growing up in hockey where you've had a really tough experience but you were able to move forward in spite of that because I've seen some athletes really get broken down and I'm thinking to myself how did they get back up and keep moving yeah can you touch on that can you remember any experience yeah. that that got you perhaps I've, I've done some my research yeah I've done a few years yeah.
1: <laughs> no I mean I, I have my fair share I mean I'll take mm-hmm. you all the way back and I think this is what you know really kickstarted me in the direction yeah. I'm in now and um You know growing up like my first couple years in hockey like i I was always very very good like i had Mm -hmm. tons of success played the highest levels um doing really well then we got to the age i think around 12 13. yes people started growing and i I was kind of still a little kid a little bit and it was my first year playing with a couple older guys and stuff and i was trying out for the top team and you know i expected to make the team and i I believe i deserved it and I got caught and like yeah. it was a surprise to everyone like me my family friends yeah. like people i play with they're like and it was like it was a huge like moment for me i was like what just happened i remember crying that whole night sitting outside in the backyard with my parents and mm. they they were just there supporting me but one thing they they didn't do was uh try and make me feel sorry for myself you know wow. took it as a moment to take it on the chin and well, I mean, you can't run from it, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? Quit hockey What are you're <laughs> like, you know, you got like, right. it is what it is. You're going to play a level down and mm-hmm. it's how you respond from that. And I still remember like the chip on my shoulder that created and, um, trying to prove that they've made a mistake and, um, I truly think that prepared me for the years following where you hit more adversity, you know? Like Absolutely. I faced it at a young age and I was able to react well, respond great. And, you know, uh, I faced it more and more as I got older, but I was, I was prepared.
0: Justin, you couldn't say any better than that. So you took an adversity and turned it around and used it as a foundation for you to do better and prove to those that you think were wrong yeah. in doing that. So the idea of you being cut just doesn't fit knowing the person that you are now. and the success that you've had since Mm -hmm. so was that one of the reasons like you just mentioned right now but was that one of the main reasons that you just kept moving forward so you proved everybody wrong because you must have come back the year after or the year after that yeah but what kept you consistently disciplined
1: it's hard you know um but honestly it all stems uh, from a young age like say to any kid out there that's playing hockey or whatever it's you just gotta love the game like you gotta you gotta love do to do what you do you know yeah. like it it can't be from your parents inflicting it on you coaches or you know like you really just gotta love playing the game and that's something i've always had which i was lucky not everyone has it like that and yeah. i think that's what's always kept me connected and grounded grounded to the game you know I, I stayed true to the game i respected the game every every year and um you know i, I just kind of got addicted to the feeling you know like <laughs> of every year just trying to take it to the next level and yeah. like, you know, trying to be what I did the year before and just keep growing. And um like it's hard, you know, obviously, you know, um you see like your friends as the years go on, like some guys start quitting. Some yes. guys it's not for them. You could just tell, yeah. but for me, like it's just I knew this was my calling, you know. Right. I, I just I always wanted to take to the next step and um I've always like just fell in love with the game and I've I've been so like, my parents never played, like, but yeah. it was just, I don't know, for some reason, that game sticked with me, yeah. but it was just, it was honestly,
0: truly a love for the game. Weren't you good at other sports outside of football?
1: Yeah, I mean, I played I played high-level soccer, high-level football, yeah. and hockey, obviously, but, um, I mean, there was a point in time where I, I almost, I liked football maybe better than
0: hockey. American football? Yeah, American yeah. football,
1: and, um, you know, but I, I had to stick true to, I was going from <laughs> sport to sport, and I, I would always, you know, I'd flip flop a bit, but, um, I always knew deep down that hockey was the yeah. one that I'd, I'd give the most to. Why? Why hockey, though? I don't know. I think what being from Montreal, obviously there's mm-hmm. a big hockey influence in this yeah. area. And, um, I don't know. I think it's just st- stuck with me. I was, I was very good at a young age and stuff, right. but, um, something about it, just being a part of a team, you know, right. being part of a, a group of guys your age and just trying right. to come together and do something. And, um, At a young age, I was already, I felt like a leader on the teams and that just, that sat right with me, you know? I felt like I could impact winning and being a part of something bigger than myself, so.
0: That's fantastic. You know what, Justin, to be honest, I think with you, it's a little bit more than being good. I think it takes a whole lot more than being good to have a consistent amount of success. Even when you do run into some obstacles, the way you respond to it tells me a whole lot about who you are as a person outside of the sport. Like your character, your attitude, transcends the sport you're in. There's a story I was told about you that really got me. Uh, you had a bunch of guys join you for a workout. I don't know if you remember this story at uh, the Centennial Park right here. <laughs> I'm gonna have to share it. <laughs> and you told them to, uh, to meet you there at 6 a.m. And This is crazy, you gotta hear this. You, he tells them to meet them there at 6 a.m. He shows up with his brother, Dylan, at 5 a.m. Dylan, I know very well. At 5 a.m., you show up early for a workout at the hill, right? Yeah. So your boys show up at 6 a.m., ready to go, but by the time they get there, you're already sweaty and looking like you're ready to be done with the workout, but you're just getting started. Yeah. So what what kind of a mindset is that? Like, how did you come up, or how did you get yourself into a mind space where you can be physically in line with how competitive you want to go, right? Yeah. I'm a lot of people think they want to do something like that. Like I hear that story. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I could get up a five. You know, I'll get my friends a six, but I'll go an hour, get an hour early workout. Yeah. I could say it, but doing it is a whole different ballgame. For sure. Now, how did you get yourself to that space?
1: Uh, a lot of things. I think um i uh, I'll give a big shout out to my dad. He introduced hey. me to uh Kobe Bryant at a very young age yeah. um he's a big laker fan my dad and yeah. um someone i've always like watched youtube videos and just hear stories about his crazy work ethic his mama mentality and um you know when you're when you're a kid and you learn those things i feel like it sticks with you forever yeah. like certain things like that so i've always tied myself to that um and i've always tried to emulate it and like there's been times where i've said like you know all the night before i'd be like oh i'm gonna wake up at i am and i'm yeah. trying to work out and like I didn't, you know, I was like, the 4, 4 a.m. hit, and, you know, I was like, man, like, it's hard, but, like, the, you know, that was in the early stages, and then yeah. as you grow up, you, you figure it out, and it's just, you got, you got to get past that first hump and mm-hmm. figure out that discipline, but it's just, like, I don't know, it's addicting, like, I, I, I said it before, like, something about just, like, getting up and doing something that other people aren't willing to do, like, wow. it, it just gives me that, like, Hey,
0: I'm, I'm on that extra edge yep. that will take you there. Yep. So everybody's still trying to figure out why you got up at 5 a.m., though. <laughs> so I've been charged <laughs> yeah. with asking you why you got yeah. up at 5 a.m. <laughs> to run hills, for yeah. heaven's sake. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is. Sometimes I just get in, get in these modes, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, I feel like I'm a very disciplined individual. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, let's say it was at 6, I would obviously get up for the 6, 6 a.m. But let's say the night before, maybe I, I just, like, something hit me. I saw something that yeah. just like got me going, you know, I right. found that extra f- motivation. I found like a video where I saw like something that just like right. was like, yeah. And then I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, screw it. Like don't yeah. let's go, like, let's go, let's go send a message a bit. But you know, like I did that with my close friends. Like those are my close, close friends right. that I, I consider like my brothers basically. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I honestly do take it as like in a sense that I'm the, in a sense, the leader of yes, that group. Yes. And I think, you know, Deep down, I want to like show those guys like set the example. Yeah, set the example, and Mm -hmm. I I want to make sure I'm that consistent thing for them where it's like all right, like you know, Justin's like leading the way. Like you know, if I ever feel any doubts, like I know like I can lean on him and stuff. And I don't know why I'm like that, but it's always (laughs) just been that way. Hey, it's the
0: way you're wired, right? You know, it's funny you mentioned Kobe Bryant because I had no idea that he had an impact in your story, but I have the Mamba book here, and that's just by chance. Because, obviously, I think highly of him working with athletes. And there's uh, something he said here that I want you to show you, not even knowing that this guy had an impact in you, and I'm glad your dad introduced you to him. He talked about, in this uh, chapter here, you can read it after, he talked about not liking the idea that he was weak at anything. Mm. So he would go, the idea that he was weak at anything would inspire him or motivate him to go work at it outside of being on stage or outside of being on the basketball court even the fact that his left hand was weakening his right Mm -hmm. so he would do crazy stuff like brush his teeth in the morning with his left hand Mm -hmm. I mean even to that detail and uh, when I heard your story and the stories everybody I speak everybody has a story about you Mm -hmm. and they're all in line with that kind of thought Mm -hmm. with that kind of a thought process so it's very interesting to me now to uh hear you say that he had a he had an influence in the way you you think, yeah. right?
1: I mean, yeah, I truly believe he's the epitome of what a, what an athlete is, you know, or like what a high-end athlete, worker, individual, not even honestly away from sports, you yeah. know, just like a man. I really think he's, it's, it's very unfortunate. He's obviously, he's passed and yeah. stuff like that. Um, rest in peace. But, um, mm-hmm. the things he did on the court, away from the court, like it's just truly something to look after and, um, you know, it's, it's just, that's, that's the highest end. You know, I'm just right. chasing that. I'm just trying to, trying to emulate as much as I can. And, you know, if I can come, come close to that, I think I'll be pretty happy. I, <laughs> you?
0: I think you're very much in line with that. So I want to really take the gloves off and go right down to what could really help some kids out. When you face challenge, have you ever been benched as, a, as an yep. athlete? Yep. You've been benched. Oh, yeah. And you, obviously we've heard that you've been cut yep. before, right? How did you handle that at the time? At the time, yeah. now in, in looking back with hindsight, I'm sure yeah. you do. But at the time, how did you handle being benched?
1: It sucks. I mean, and there's no other way of saying it. Yeah. You know, um, getting benched or getting cut or not getting invited to a camp or a tournament or mm-hmm. something like that or anything, you know, not getting drafted, things like that. Mm-hmm. I think I've always given myself like um, – that day to be upset about it, let my emotions out, like mm-hmm. cry, you know, be sulk about it, right. be pissed off, yeah. you know, but but like my brain's just like firing, you know, then yeah. it's it just like, I'm just like, all right, I hate this feeling, like yeah. I recognize it, you know, it is what it is, I, mm-hmm. I guess I have to be better. And then yeah. it's just set something off. And then it's just, if it always felt like it was a springboard, you know, for wow. like, I got to respond, you know, wow. and then it would just start off my next adventure, yeah. my next part of the journey, wow. you know, and in the moment it sucks like i've been benched and you know like in like in my guts if a coach is benching me and you know usually on most teams i'm one of the better players so mm. there's got to be a reason you okay. know like i feel it like, and then i i take that with pride you know like i feel like i'm letting myself down letting my teammates down letting my coach down like you know i just i let that sink in i let that mm. feeling like that terrible feeling sink in and then like I'm like, I don't want to feel this again. And I make sure I try my best to make sure it never happens again and respond well. Right. And
0: See, what I tell athletes is that when a coach benches you, you use it as an opportunity to get better at something. Yeah. That's that's If you respect your coach, so your relationship with your coach yeah. has to be in a good place. Like, sure. You have to respect that coach. For sure. So when the coach benches you, for example, you use that as an opportunity to learn why and how you can become a better athlete. Yep. Yeah. That's why I want to know how you respond in the moment to that. For sure. Because it's important for young kids to actually understand that, you know, when you go through an adversity or you have a coach that puts you in a place that you don't want to be, he might be doing something for the better, for the, for the best of the team, mm-hmm. not for what's best for you as an athlete. Yep. Now, how does that kind of influence the way you lead? Because as a leader, you can't please everybody. Because mm. looking at your resume, you've you're a leader now you're leading this the team you're on tell me about the team you're on right now
1: yeah so it's gonna be my junior year heading into my third year of college so um I was assistant captain last year and Mm -hmm. uh gonna be the captain going into this season um we we had a couple disappointing seasons I'd say the last two years with the talent we had we had with unbelievable talent in terms of players and you know we still had like compared to most teams we still had good seasons you know but we, we, we know we wanted more, we were able to reach more, we just didn't reach that. So I think um, this summer, spending time with the guys and talking after last season, like we were, we're walking into the season with a big chip on our shoulder. We want to change the way things have been done in the past a bit and get back to get back to the winning ways, but more about the way we do things. And right. you know, the getting that respect back, having pride in the way we, we go about our day to day and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, you know, be a work-based team and you know, I'm really excited about the opportunity to lead, lead a group of men, especially at this, this point in time, you know, like my brother's going to be there obviously next year, which is like (laughs) unbelievable to think about. And, you know, um, I'm really taking this moment as a great opportunity for me and him and those guys, and I'm not taking it lightly. Um, I, I read this quote, um, a couple of weeks ago and it was like, um, the strength of the wolves within the pack and, um, the strengths of packs within the wolf. Wow. So, Kind of goes like back and forth yeah. there a bit, but, you know, I, if I would consider myself, let's say for this example, I'd be the wolf, you know, I need those, need, need my pack to be just as strong yeah. for me to be of my true self. Yes. My highest um, ability. And mm-hmm. then goes the other way around, mm-hmm. you know, um, they need me to be at the right. highest ability to lift them up. So, you know, that's kind of how I'm approaching this year in a sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to, I want to, I want everyone to have the best years of their lives. You know, Fantastic. it's not about me. It's about everyone. And, and, right bigger purpose than myself.
0: So when things go, when things get tough, how would you lead that team? You know, individually, yep. like with players. Yeah, I really want to get to the personal aspect sure. of it. How would you inspire a player that's having a tough time on the team?
1: It all it depends a little bit on the type of person mm-hmm. and your relationships and stuff like that, but personally like i'm always first guy like uh personally if guys going through a tough play get mm-hmm. benched or he's struggling the last couple of games like mm-hmm. i'm more the type of guy to put arm, arm around his shoulder to start you know first i'll be like hey like it's all good like we yeah. got your back like you know yeah. like um kind of just let him know he's not alone you know because right. we've all been in those situations you yeah. make a big mistake you feel like the whole world's against yeah.
0: you everybody. you don't you don't think that everybody's yeah. been through <laughs> it you feel like you're yeah. the only one that's yeah. ever been through it for right
1: sure. for sure but then you know if if that doesn't get through to them, yeah. and then, you know, I see you see guys moping a little bit, yeah. you know, then a little bit of tough love has to start coming into mm-hmm. play, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, like, maybe you're not doing enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, follow, like, follow my lead. Like, you know, maybe like, like, let's get some extra shots up. Let's yeah. go, let's go, let's get a lift in, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it all depends on, on each person but i mean that's that's the role of the captain and mm-hmm. honestly any teammate any teammate yeah. can help a, any guy in tough. i people. love what you
0: said about the tough love though because to some people tough love is what works for sure for sure if you if you pander to their weakest side uh it sometimes it doesn't it really doesn't affect them yeah but tough love and calling them out on what they need to work on and put it in front of them could really inspire them to get going for right sure. Sure. so that leadership aspect is so important now even as a leader, I want to know how you prepare before your games. What is your preparation process? You might share. Yeah, that? of course. Or oh, is that a secret? No, no, is that no, luck in no, the some no, yeah. somewhere? Yeah,
1: no, it's, <laughs> uh, it's a good question. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like to consider myself very prepared for games. Yeah. Uh, take pride in that, obviously, because you just want to you want to show up to the game time and feel like you've given yourself the best best chance to succeed. And that, yeah. that's kind of what from Monday to we play Friday, Saturday usually. So Monday, Monday through Thursday, you're giving yourself, you're doing everything it takes to be be your best on Friday and Saturday. So, <laughs> uh, you know, the night before I'll start, I'll start with, uh, I'll do a nice bath always every night before a game. Mm-hmm. Um, morning of, you know, I'll get up, I'll go to do a morning skate um, with me and my coach, will run through a couple of drills, just like mm-hmm. stuff like where I feel like I'll be in the game a little bit, just getting touches and stuff and in, in the right areas and then, um, you know, go get a meal, rest a little bit, go back, we got team meeting and then um that's at like one o'clock and then we have our lunch, team lunch, and then you know, you, you can get to the rink by I think four forty five is the latest time. Right. Uh I'm usually there by three. So I like getting there early. It's something I've been doing since yeah. I was like honestly a kid and I don't yeah. I don't know why it's just always been like <laughs> you ask my parents, you know, they're probably a little upset at me getting yeah. there two hours before a game when I was like twelve years old, but like it's just it always gave me the the feeling that hey yeah. like I'm doing what it takes to, to mm-hmm. succeed tonight and you know gave me the most confidence in that game so mm-hmm. you know I'll get there and I'll just run through a little bit of my routine of like foam rolling stretching taping my stick you know um, I'll even like shut my eyes for 10 minutes a uh, time just meditate give mm-hmm. myself some time to just get away a little bit and um, when puck drop comes I, I feel like I'm I'm not the type of guy to be like amped up, you know, yeah. I'm more of like calm, cool, collected, like I feel ready, like and uh, and it's go time. Yeah, there's a
0: guy that I like, he's uh he's a boxing champion, Mike Tyson, a all yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And I've actually met Mike Tyson in Arizona, oh, yeah? funny enough. He's he's you hear his voice, he sounds like a girl, <laughs> well, you see him he's intimidating. Yeah. But uh he said something on one of his documentaries that I thought was interesting. He said, in the locker room, he's nervous, he's scared. Even when he's walking towards the ring, he's he's shaky. Yeah but the second he steps into that ring, yep. he feels like a god. For sure. Quote, unquote. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's too late to be nervous. Preparation is done. Yep. It's showtime. So when, before you step on the ice, I'm talking about moments before you step on the ice, yep. you have a visualization process that you go through when you think about this game yep. of how it's going to go. Is there, I, I heard you say meditation. I yep. love that. And that's powerful, yep. right? Meditation. Could you just touch on that a little bit yeah. more? Elaborate a little For bit sure. more on that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you know, before the game, there's your mind's racing a little bit. You know, yeah. you're thinking about everything. Thinking about how many situations you'll be in, and um, just about you know, you're nervous. Obviously, yeah. you know, it's like I did all this. Like, hopefully, it works out. You know, but that's sports. You know, like yeah. yeah you sacrifice that time and all that effort to hopefully get the best result and yeah. you know that's why I feel like the nerves are there because it's like, man, like I really hope this pays off. But yeah. I think that's a good feeling, obviously. Yeah. So before the game I just try and just focus on the basics, you know, like I'll be in a I'll be in a state where I'm just eyes shut, just thinking about my first shift, you know, um, you know, the first, first play, winning that first face off, right. you know, just the basics. Like keep my head up, get low, you know, like simple things telling myself like be you, be calm, yes. stuff like that. It's just like positive self-talk that yeah. just gets me in the zone where I just, I feel like I'm kind of the only person in the arena and I feel like it just gets me, gets me more prepared than, uh, I don't know, just like yelling and shouting and, yeah. you know, I, that doesn't really work for, for me, you, yeah. but, you know, but then like yeah. as soon as you, you step on that ice and like the thinking kind of goes away and right. it's just like, it's, it's instinct and let's go, you know? I like
0: a couple of things you said. You say you, you think about the basics, doing the yeah. basics and positive self-talk. Yeah the power of positive self-talk is, is limitless, right? Sure. Especially when you're in action. So positive self-talk, when does that come into play for you outside of the start of the game? Like, do you find yourself doing a positive te- self-talk exercise during the game?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, especially on the bench, obviously, in hockey, yeah. when you have, you have shifts, you have a 30-second mm-hmm. shift, you come back to the bench you right. spend a couple of minutes. So you get back, you're talking to your line mates and it's type of thing, like, hey, boys, we're going good. We're going good. We got the next one, stuff yeah. like that, you know? I feel like it keeps me in the game, keeps me mm-hmm. engaged, and it's also just like reinforcing the little things. So it's never like, I need to score. I need, yeah. to, you know, like I, if you do that, I feel like you're just working against yourself. You're you setting
0: know? yourself up for disappointment yeah, possibly, For right? sure.
1: So it's more just, it's just simple stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. boys, let's go, let's give, let's give a good one. Let's be reliable this shift, you know, like stuff like that. And, That's and awesome. it's awesome. It
0: works for me. You know, something else I wanted to touch on because you see I'm hitting everything right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's great. So I want to touch on is, uh, the effect of a negative body language. I speak to a lot of athletes about this, right? Yeah. Where they think they look all right on the ice, but as soon as things don't go their way, you can tell just by looking at them. How does that affect the team? And how does that affect the way they perform? You wanna to talk to them? Yeah, that?
1: no, I mean, it, everyone could see it, you know? Like, yeah. um, especially as a spectator, I remember as a kid, my. My parents would call me out for it, too, when I was, like, <laughs> doing stuff. And, you know, in the heat the moment, it's hard yeah. to like, keep yourself in control every single time. There'll right. obviously be times where you blow up, and you want to try and limit those. But, um, mm. you know, you especially in a sport where you're, you're going against guys and stuff, I never want to show the opponent that, you know, they're yeah. frustrating me, or yeah, they yeah. got me where they want me, they you know, or I'm yeah. tired, or I'm pissed off, you mm. know. like So that's why, you know, you got to try and take pride in holding yourself to high standard and just making sure that, hey, like... Just, keep it together like you know don't don't drop your head yeah, you right. know stuff like that or don't start freaking breathing so heavy like when you're tired you know like it shows everyone <laughs> he's telling everyone the whole story everyone in the whole they don't even know what's going on in yeah. the game they're watching can tell yeah. you know so uh yeah it can have a huge effect on a team and that's why you try and when someone is uh you know struggling with that or someone's losing their cool a bit mm-hmm. you you need teammates there to pick them up and be like hey we're good right. we're good you know? yeah keep your head up yeah
0: okay so let's let's take a shift for a little bit and uh You know what? I found out, I think you're one of the few people I know that is really not on social media. What's going on there? (laughs) What is your deal with social media? You don't want to be voted six (laughs) years athlete in the world or what? What's going on? Uh, (laughs) What is your deal with social media, man? What is, where's the hate coming from?
1: I mean, I was, I was on it like growing up and stuff. Yeah. Um, but last couple of years, I decided to just get away from it. Uh, I don't know. I think it just honestly, a lot of it, um, just like spent too much time thinking about it a little, right. little bit. And I think sometimes it promotes like a little bit. Some stuff's not too real in a yeah. sense. It, mm-hmm. it shows, uh, depicts like the highlights of everyone's yes, life of stuff. Yes, and stuff. Yes. And rather than like the day to day and what really goes into it. And yeah. I felt like I was like, you know, sometimes I'd be posting stuff to get reactions to yeah. make myself feel good. I'm like, you know, this doesn't mean anything. Wow. I mean, we're deep down and, you know, I, I just didn't think that was like a good, good feeling to have or mm-hmm. like perspective. And now like, now I kind of I embrace the the idea that like everyone's like kind of like oh like <laughs> what's he doing like literacy, he, oh, you oh know? yeah like I like the curiosity I like have. that way more honestly and you know I I've truly like kind of separated myself from that yeah. from that stuff and I, I like it you know it kind of yeah. gives me a little a little different feel on things and um gets gets away from that that, that like trying to chase invalidation from people yeah. yeah
0: you know that's what I get when I read that when I heard that actually. I said, somehow you've managed to prioritize your authenticity, like keeping, being real to who you are as a person was more important to how people see you as a person. Mm -hmm. Like it it didn't matter to you. What mattered to you is is who you are. So long as the people you love and those that are around you that you care about know who you are, it seemed that I was a priority for you. At some point, you're gonna have to be on social media. With your success, you can't run away from it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, but, it was interesting to me that you chose to do that. You took charge of your life and how you're seen and how you wanna see your, it really didn't seem like it was about anybody else. It's about your relationship with yourself. For sure,
1: yeah. And it's just something that I've kind of like, as you grow up, you know, you go through high school, you're in those phases and stuff, yeah. but I've always felt like I've tried to, I've always felt different than like the the pack, you know? Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. There's always been things that I've tried to separate myself from, from them in, in a sense. And like, for example, like prom. Like I, I never, I never went to prom. Like I, you that, never
0: went to prom? No, like that Good was, a, God. That, you know,
1: like that was like I never went to prom. Like I don't, like that was my thing. Like even before the year even started, I was yeah. like, Thomas myself, I'm not going to that. Like, and everyone's like, you're crazy. Like, why are you doing that? And I was just like. I don't know, like, what's there to celebrate? You know, like, I don't feel like, I don't know, like, I just, and like, you know, some people like, are like, oh, you're, you're like, it's a little extreme, but like, yeah, yeah, for certain, like, for me, like, I was like, yeah, like, you know, like, I felt good about that decision. I was yeah. like, I don't need to do that. Like, what am I celebrating? Like, getting through high school, like, I expected to do that. Like, you know, like, I have no reason to be doing this and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know, like, so that social media stuff, it just, it, yeah, it does, like you said, it comes down to just, like, making one of me feel, good about myself Self, and yeah. feeling real, you know? And like, I think over the years, I've cut my circle down more and more and more. Yes. And like, you know, and I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I feel, yeah, feel great with you.
0: about that, so. Yeah, you don't need to be validated by others no. as long as you're happy with who you are you know what you use the word extreme and that's pops up when it comes to you pops up a couple of times he's extreme with that extreme with that because you're not trying to be average you're not trying to be good you have to separate yourself at some point between good and great and i've said this often even in my talks excellent doesn't lower standards for us we have to raise our standards for excellence and you define what excellence is you define what success means to you right you define that right what does success mean to you justin it's a good
1: question um Honestly for me, um it's doing something where I can be proud about myself mm. and not the other way around where I can make other people proud. First mm. I have to make myself proud. Mm-hmm. And then and then yeah, sure, the yeah. people around me can be, be proud of me as well. But if it's only the people around me that are proud mm-hmm. and I'm not, then something's wrong, you know? So for me, I just wanna. Deep down, you know, every every individual knows like right. if they feel good about what they've been doing, and right. if they feel like they're giving themselves all they got and stuff like that. And I hate that feeling of feeling like I could have done more, or right. I haven't been given. And then like someone like you know, like no matter what, you can play a game and you can you can suck, and uh, or you didn't prepare yourself, and you know that deep yeah. down. But then like for example your mom could be like oh great job i played a great game like mm-hmm. and like you're the best like it's all good but it's like that doesn't feel good for me you yeah, know yeah, like, yeah. you know deep down so right. you know it's always about because i know i can live with myself if mm-hmm. i if I did the work and i feel good about that so i think that's always what i'm chasing if i'm just proud of the effort i put mm-hmm. in because i truly believe i trust that if i if i do the work and i i put in put in the right amount of time and effort that i'll, I'll get to where i want to go but mm-hmm. um another quote that i've, I've really been uh like living by yeah. a bit is, um, a man that loves walking will walk past a man that loves a destination. Oh, that's so, a good
0: one. You know, that's- That's not- a good one, we got to write that yeah. one down. That's a good one.
1: So yeah, I really, I really, um, I think I, that one just kind of- you repeat me. that again yeah. so they can catch it then. Yeah, so a man that loves walking will yeah. walk past a man that I loves a destination. destination.
0: Yeah. Profound, yeah, so. I like it. And that actually tells me a lot about, it puts in the context, the kind of person you are and the kind of things you do, because the reason I say put it in the context is because of the mindset and what you do. And for example, talk to us about your your diet process. Well, you didn't think you you're gonna get away with that, you? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. I've heard I've heard about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, um, growing up, I was I was always like a chubbier kid, you know. <laughs> I was always I was always a little heavier and stuff like that. So uh, that's something I always used to get a little made fun of for and yeah. knocked off for and. Over the last, I'd say, four years, the process started. I really started taking it very serious in the sense of trying to transform my body and taking it to getting in elite shape. And um, every year, I've kind of kept adding to it. And over the last two summers, I've really really taken it to the next level. I was on, like, a basic keto diet where it was high-fat, low-carb, and high-proteins, obviously. So, um,
0: I heard you took the keto diet. (laughs) <laughs> to uh, a, a Justin Keto, a Keto yeah. diet or something. Yeah. You've taken Keto diet to a whole nother level, yeah. basically. So yeah. I,
1: heard. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's pretty, um, it's pretty simple. Just meat, certain vegetables and spelled it, yeah. you know, and, but...
0: See, here's the thing. You were already killing it, right? By any measure of imagination, you're already doing well. Why did you feel the need to take and extreme approach to your personal space like your personal health with that you're already doing well so if someone saw you you're doing very well you're getting all the awards rookie of the year rookie of everything i mean you mvps i mean yeah. why did you feel like you had to make such a serious change with your diet
1: there's just there's just so much more out there you know mm-hmm. there's just there's more to get there's more to do there's more to want to accomplish and um I knew I wasn't perfect. You know, I'm never perfect. There's always gonna be something to work on, no matter age, no matter how good you are at anything. The best mm. players in the world, best athletes, are, are always trying to improve something. And um, I was nowhere near close to a finished product. So yeah. um, I was like, imagine if I take this to the next level. Like, what can, what that can unlock for me? And now, mm. now I'm in a place where I feel really good about where my body's at, the shape I'm in, and um, obviously that that'll help performance. But even mentally, that just puts me in such a better place than. I remember being the fat kid where you felt so uncomfortable yeah. walking around. And now I'm like, oh, like, you know, I feel really good about myself and the discipline it takes. And it just, like, it really unlocked new things for me now. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, um, like, my habits, everything just, like, cleaned up and stuff. And mm-hmm. it just, I just feel better, not even athlete-wise, just, like, as an overall human, I feel like I'm right. just doing things at a better.
0: You know what you strike me as, Justin, if I, if, I, if I should say this? You, you seem as though you're a person that does not take for granted picking up the lessons of life while you're living in the moment. You understand what I'm saying? Yep, yep. That quote that you said really does describe you in its entirety. Um, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey to the destination. That's the impression I get. You're trying to live in the moment and get everything out of your experience in growing up. Even, even the accolades that you have, I, I feel as though this is just a byproduct of who you are. It's, you're not chasing the accolades. Yeah. They come in because of the accomplishments you're making, based on your effort. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a correct?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'd like to think so. I think uh, just like anyone else, I've I've wanted things. You know, I've wanted to accomplish things. I wanted to get drafted. I wanted to, you know, score a certain amount of goals. Yeah. Let's say, you know, like a, like that's always there. And yeah. um, there's always things I set myself out to do. And but what I've realized over the years is, you know, I set I set goals out for me to do. Let's say, and then by the end, and I hit them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not satisfied, you know, like I just I get there and I'm like, oh, this is what I was chasing the whole time. And then you get there and it's like, oh, like, it's just like any other day. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, then I look back and I'm like, man, I really have to take those days that I worked to get here. Yeah. And th- that's the beauty in it, you know, like yes. that's like those are the days that you want back when, yes. when it's all going to be said and done. And so I've really tried to keep pushing that narrative forward yeah. that like, you know, it's about it's about the journey. It's about the days where people aren't talking about and stuff like that, like those, those that's the fun of it, you know? Because yes. when you get there, it's, the work's already done, you know, yeah. like it's just, that, that'll just come. You, you know,
0: know, there's a quote, uh, that guy went to the Dalai Lama once and he went to the Dalai, Dalai Lama and he said, um, I want to know the meaning of life. And mm-hmm. he said, I want to know, could you tell me the meaning of life, right? The guy's trying to figure life out. And the Dalai Lama looked at him and took a long pause and took a deep breath and he said, the meaning of life, is to give life meaning. That's what he said. And I found that to be a very simple quote, but very profound quote to me. And when I hear of your process and the way you do things, and I think that's what I was trying to say earlier, you seem to attach meaning to everything. Even when you get disappointed, like being benched or being cut, mm-hmm. right? It's not just about being caught and quitting or being caught and just moving on nonchalantly. You want to make a profound statement mm-hmm. as a response to that yeah. with everything. You don't go through a single disappointment in life without picking up the lesson, mm-hmm. but your lesson is to always fight back. Yeah. So would you consider yourself a fighter?
1: <laughs> I love it. i have to, yeah. you know, um, it's, you can't avoid uh, adversity in life, you yeah. know, you can't, Anyone's, everyone's gonna be hit with it. And yeah. you know, like, you get cut from a team and you feel like it's the end of the world. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. And then you bigger picture, it's like, man, like people are dealing with so much worse than right. that, you know? And it's just like trying to put perspective into everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but yeah, something in me is I've always taken a lot of pride in just the way I work, the way I do things. And, you know, when that gets questioned or, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, it's personal. It's personal. Man. <laughs> it's time to respond. It's time
0: know? to respond. Yeah. I like that. So how do you balance life in hockey? Like, Yeah personal life you have a girlfriend right yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry ladies yes right try
1: it's tough um, yeah like it's tough for I feel like an, an outsider perspective yeah. you know yeah. but for me like I don't think it's too hard because okay. you know there's not much more that I'm really chasing or trying to do mm-hmm. you know like uh I love working out, I love playing hockey, and, you know, I, I spend a lot of time in between just recovering, mm-hmm. like cooking meals and stuff yeah. like that. So it's like, already I don't have that much time and it's like, what else am I gonna spend that time doing? Right. I, I'm not willing to sacrifice the main thing for, for I don't know. And the main thing is? It's just taking, taking my body and my game to the next level, yeah. you know, like that's just, it is what it is. And like, I'll be the first to admit it, like, I've like my relationships with friends, family members, mm-hmm. and girlfriends. Yes. Like they, they've all taken a hit. Yeah. Like you know, and, that was my next question. Uh, I feel t- Like it yeah. sucks. You know, I yeah. feel I feel I feel bad about it. You know, I can't spend as much time with them. Right. I don't. You know, I can't can't talk to them all the time. Right. I don't. Uh, you know, it's just not the same a little bit because we're just on different levels and we're doing different things. Right. And it's it's hard for me to, you know, balance that, you know? It's like, I, I feel like, I feel selfish, you know, right. to a certain point, but
0: it's all- I'm sure they understand. Yeah,
1: they do. Yeah. They, they do a great job, you know, not trying to pull me in a different yeah. direction and all that. But, you know, it's still, you know, when you say I can't come to this or mm-hmm. I can't do that, or, you know, I gotta go to a dinner and I'm like, I can't eat tonight. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm falling on a diet <laughs> It's like, you feel like an asshole. Yeah, that
0: diet know. thing is uh, <laughs> it's serious.
1: But, you know, it's, uh. It's just what I'm willing to do right now, you know, to get to where I want to be. And I think they understand it. And, you know, uh, I need to see this through. You know, I've told, told my girlfriend this, I've told family members, like, you know, just, just give me a couple of years to like yeah. figure this thing out, really just wow. dive into it. And I promise you it'll be worth it. And, you know, like something <laughs> I'll, like be yeah. Justin, you know, I'll be back. Yeah, The
0: job's know I'll be back. I've got to ask this question though. Are you having fun?
1: Oh yeah, I'm having, having tons of fun, you know, like, yeah it's like what's your
0: ideal fun? get up at 5 a.m running like, <laughs> run a few more times like
1: like yeah i'm having fun like just the day-to-day is great like yeah. you know like I you know you're in the day-to-day you're in the monday the tuesday and you're like oh i can't wait for friday you know yeah. but then you get to you get to like saturday and then you're like oh i can't wait for monday you know and it's just like it's like i always like i always picture like you know i always think about like uh get to a beach and just throw yeah. my feet up for a week. You know, I'm always like, I, w- I always want that feeling Then I get, get that. And then I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, sucks. You know, <laughs> so it's like my fun really is like what I'm doing. And yeah. just like anyone else, it's, it's hard yeah. some days and stuff, but like overall, like this is, yeah. fun, you know.
0: So you seem like, uh, obviously you are I've not seen like a regimented person. You're very serious with what you need to be serious yeah. about when do you just let your guard down or tell me tell me a silly story something you've done that you find was silly i know i'm putting you on the spot on that
1: (laughs) uh i don't know i mean i like you know like um let's say like going out with the guys or you know just with people like i I always like doing it for like an event you know like i I don't just go like on a friday or saturday just for just for whatever you know it's got to (laughs) be Birthday. (laughs) It's gotta be like
0: Easter. We had a big
1: win. Like, we had a big win. And it's like, okay, there's gotta be a reason. Yeah, there's gotta be a reason. You know, (laughs) I don't just do it just to do it, you know? But. Uh, I don't know. I went to 50 Cent concert a couple days ago yeah. with my buddy. Is that buddy. your favorite
0: artist? I love 50 Cent. Oh, no, 50 Cent? So like, not Tupac Shakur? No, I don't, oh, man. I don't know. We need to talk. We need to talk. Go for it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was there with my,
1: my older brother, my yeah. uncle, my dad, and one of my buddies. And, like, yeah. it was just great to, like, just be in a different setting and yeah. just, like, you know, take that in and stuff. Like, I love doing normal <laughs> stuff, too, you know? It's just not all the time, yeah. you know? So, but... <laughs>
0: Yeah. What's your favorite 50 Cent song? I
1: don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, Hustler's Ambition, probably. Oh, that's a good one.
0: That's a good one. I would just play it. I work out with that one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That's a good one. That's so good. (laughs) So, So Justin, man, I'm so, listen, knowing you from when you were a little younger, I've seen you transform yourself from a few years back to to now, but you've accomplished so much and you've always been consistent. And the the thing that is always consistent is how people describe who you are. Uh, Whether it was five years ago or eight years ago, or even now, um, the description of you is always consistent, man. So I'm proud of you for the accomplishments that you've had, but I'm not at all surprised by it, right? What advice would you give or leave with the, with the younger athletes or even the older athletes that are out there that may be looking for their direction or stuck in a crossroad, I would like you to leave them with something because you've definitely been through You've been through being on the fourth line, I'm sure. You've been through being benched. Yeah. You've been through being cut. Yeah. We see all the successful people, and we just assume
1: yeah.
0: they're just born talented and born gifted, and they'll be blessed with good luck, but it's not always the case. Yeah. But what advice, like, what would you leave uh, some of the folks watching today especially the kids
1: yeah yeah I mean first thing like if it truly is what you love you know like if you find whatever whatever you do that you love the most and you're lucky to find it like I was lucky to find yeah. it at a young age you know not everyone's able to find like right. their niche you know so um if this is truly what you're about and maybe you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel like you you gotta trust that it's gonna be there you know that was one thing for me like there's always moments like oh like is it worth it like am i gonna make it like you know but i didn't have too many moments of that you know i've always had i've always believed you know from a young age that i'll make it happen somehow like uh you know i'll be at the front door. i'll have to knock the door down if i have to get in you know so i think in moments of adversity or when you're faced with challenges you you just gotta always go back to that belief that hey you're gonna make it happen like if you really if you're really putting in the work you're really doing the day-to-day stuff to where you feel like you're giving yourself the best chance and the results aren't there right now, you just gotta trust that that it's coming. And that's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. When it's no the results aren't exactly, coming, but you've been working so hard and mm-hmm. it's frustrating, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. but it's gonna come. It's gonna come at some point. I I just I see so many examples in, in real life. I just watched Steph Curry's documentary, like right. same exact story, barely mm-hmm. recruited out of high school, like goes to a low D1 school at Davidson and People are all doubting him, scrawny little kid, and then he's best look player. what he did with his career. It's, it's unbelievable, Tom Brady, same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, all different than us, you know? Like. The, like, it's it's just, you know, and I, I read this thing where it's like, life, you're kind of writing your own story. And like, that's, right. that's that's really what like, I feel like I'm doing. And it's yeah. like, you have the opportunity to choose which way you want to go with yes. it, you know? So, Every
0: chapter, you're the author of so
1: exactly. it. Exactly, so. um if you really commit to it, you can write one hell of a story. Right.
0: <laughs> Could create a masterpiece. Exactly. <laughs> Justin, has been a pleasure. Appreciate it. And I appreciate you very much. Thank you. This part of it is just going to be a bonus. I want to ask you something else um, real quick. Um, your relationship with your parents as a hockey player growing up, because this is something I find a lot of hockey kids have a challenge with. They're overbearing parent, yep. the overbearing father, that wants more. That wants their kids to win more than the kid wants to win. Yep. Uh, did you ever have that experience? I don't know if you're comfortable talking about it. I'm sure you are because you obviously overcame the yep. experience. Did you ever find that your relationship with your father, for example, was ever strained or your mother because of your love of hockey or how you played or were they just, were they really, were those those parents that really got it and understood that they had to give you some space while you were.
1: Yeah. My, my parents were great. I was very lucky. I mean, you see it, you know, yeah. I was You yeah. see the the parents that are all yeah. over kids and stuff and, it's very rare to see those kids make it through and you know mm. fight through that um there's obviously moments where like your parents are hard on you like yeah. a little bit like after a game you know like have always gotten that talk but it's always been for me it's always always was harped on work ethic you know like it would never be how didn't you score yeah. like, two more goals or whatever you know it was always like oh you weren't working hard and like this is obviously more as i was younger you know when yeah. i was in the younger stages and mm which like I probably wasn't, you know, you know, but my parents never really cared about how many goals they scored or all that. They just wanted me to go out there and work hard. They spent so much money and time at the rinks growing up and, you know, when, uh, when they could have been spending on other stuff. So I might as well work, you know, while they're there, if they're going to do that. And I always took that, took that serious. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I knew it was, I was grateful for the opportunity and my parents did an unbelievable job. My mom was, at the rink more than anyone, I think, <laughs> growing up, and she she yeah, always she lived su- in yeah room. she always supported us and yeah. was never too hard on us at all. Like just they all just kind of my dad as well, like just supported me throughout mm-hmm. the way and just made sure to be a good teammate, and work hard, and uh, I'm Amazing. very fortunate for that. Like it, I mean, it could change your kid's whole trajectory within the sport.
0: Absolutely, you could make or break their excitement about what they're passionate about. You could kill that passion for sure if you're overbearing. For right. Sure. My other question this is uh possibly the last question is have you ever had any bad coaches coaches that you considered bad you didn't get along and how did you respond to that
1: yeah I've always had I mean I I had a couple let's say maybe coaches where Mm. I didn't see eye to eye in a Mm. sense but I was very very fortunate to have great coaches along the way and my Mm. first coach in hockey was one of my dad's good friends growing up and Mm. like he was great for me like got me in He just knew the game really well and he like i was best friends with his son and we played together and like that was just like the best introductory to hockey ever like it was just like who was that uh jordy glad like he just he always like taught me how to play the right way like make the extra pass like he just knew like the little things ins and outs he wasn't like overbearing or anything like and i was very lucky for that but um yeah there's coaches where like you don't like but it's
0: you could have a great coach. Yeah. But you guys just yeah. don't get along. It is what it is. But but how have you responded to
1: yeah, that? Yeah, but at the end of the day, like my my response to that is just they're still a coach. <laughs> they're not, you know, <laughs> they they can't go anywhere. You know, you gotta adjust. That's you know, right. I, I've never, I haven't always agreed eye to eye with every single coach I've had, mm-hmm. and the way we play, the way we do things, certain things. But if you want to play and you want to have success with that coach, you're gonna have to adapt. And yeah. you learn that over time. The, the more different and coaches are throughout your throughout your way, like you learn more and you get right. more you take more away you know if you stay with the same coach your whole time, you'll probably have the same skills, same strengths in certain areas, and yeah. then you'll be like a little deficient in other aspects, so you can always take something away from a certain coach. I remember we had a coach uh in Pee louisabella he was he was a little yeah. harder coach, yeah. and uh <laughs> you know he would he would uh be very strict on like being on time and stuff like that, like, just Mm -hmm. discipline, like, very focused on that stuff and, like, Mm -hmm. work habits and a lot. everyone was like, this guy's crazy and, like, (laughs) he's so hard on us, like, this is ridiculous, shouldn't be doing this to kids and stuff like that, but, like, I loved it, I learned so much from it, it was hard, but it was, like, I, like, I really, like, taught me like how to like comport myself like don't be on your phone at the rink show up on time like Mm -hmm. and like that means like now you do that stuff you get kicked out like so I'm grateful I learned that at such a young age so it's every coach I'm telling you as much as you stop playing you or you don't agree with the way he's doing things like that's first thing he's your coach you're never gonna be able to change that so you gotta be able to get over it yeah that's it and then then you just got to find a way to make it work. Take the positives out of it. Take something yeah. out of it. You can learn from anyone. Is, even if they're not a great coach, you can always learn something.
0: I love that. I love what you just ended with right there. Uh, no matter how you feel about them, you can learn from everyone, anyone. Yeah. So take the lessons and forget the pain. of it. Yeah. Just take the lessons exactly. with you and grow from that. Yeah, right. Hey, I got to thank you again. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for yeah. coming in, Justin. Of course. Thank you, guys. Cheers.